0: Hello everyone, in this action-packed episode, we have everything, a special guest, an all-timer list, another news segment, but first, we got some news from Boston. Welcome to Dime's. I am your co-host, Carter, with me, as always, my co-host, JR, and JR, there's someone sitting next to you today.
1: Who is that guy? We got my good friend and the biggest Atlanta
2: Hawks fan I know, <laughs> Evan Tucker. What's up, everybody? Happy to be here. Uh, long time, long time listener, first time <laughs> caller. I'm currently in, you can't see me, but I'm in, an Atlanta Hawks 2016 playoff t-shirt I'm also in red shorts. I look like I'm trying to be picked up as a free agent by the Hawks. I'm locked and loaded. I'm ready to go. Happy to be here.
0: I like the visual picture you are painting already. (laughs) This is fantastic. (laughs) The listener is being immersed in our new guest. I'm very excited to have you here, Evan. So excited. I can't even talk. We have some massive NBA news. We are recording this on Thursday, September 22nd. A little early, but news just broke the celtics have officially suspended emo Doko for a full season and i do, i can't think of a better time to use our new segment fire or ice jr is this fire or is this ice there is so much fire has this ever happened
1: before a whole year suspension
0: <laughs> the only time i can remember in sports now i don't watch baseball because whatever but sean payton bounty gate for the saints. He'd already won a super bowl. He'd been there for more than literally one year. And that was an NFL suspension, not a team suspension. The Celtics, the team who has hired Ime, have been like, you're gone for a year. How is this going to work? And also I bet the Celtics wish they still had Will Hardy and he wasn't coaching the Utah jazz right now. This has to be fire. Ime Oduko's statement is as follows. I want to apologize to our players, fans, the entire Celtics organization, and my family for letting them down. I am sorry for putting the team in this difficult situation, and I accept the team's decision. Out of respect for everyone involved, I will have no further comment. Evan, you buying that? What else can you say? I mean,
2: you just got suspended by your team for a year. What, what, what can you say? I mean, I think he said the right thing.
0: Do you think that Ime and the Celtics can come back from this? Like, will he be the coach next, next year? (sighs) Yes. I have to (laughs) say yes. I mean,
2: I think I, from what we know now, I think it's up to the Celtics, how they want to, how they want to, you know, go on. And I think, For them, it makes sense to hold on to him, discipline him, which they have to do if he broke team rule and um, that he just has to fight his way back into their good graces. So my guess is yes, but certainly an uphill battle for his reputation in in the city of Boston right now.
0: It just seems like he has to resign, right? To me, I'm like, he can't. I don't think the Celtics want to fire him because maybe they can't based on like they don't have cause, if in their guidelines somewhere it says, if X happens, then you are suspended for Y amount of time, and they can't fire him, then I, I think they're just hoping he would resign, because a year, it's not good for team morale, it's not good for team building. What if the other guy does awesome, and then he just sitting around for a whole year. JR, is, is there a world where he can come back? I think that's a really good point. Maybe they couldn't fire him because
1: in the NFL, you're missing 16 games. I know it's still literally one year, but that's a lot of games to be away from the team. I imagine he can't really he's not allowed to have like much contact, if any, at all. Like, good point there. I think they must have not been able to fire him. And does he want to just miss a whole year of all his players development and then come back and be like, remember me? (laughs) Yeah, like respect me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because what if they love the other assistant coach? Or, like, it just seems it's such a weird situation because we're so close to the start of the NBA season. There's not a lot of other great coaches that they could hire instead of this assistant who clearly they didn't want to be their head coach because they had Ime. This guy has been promoted a spot because they just lost Will Hardy, their number one assistant, to the Utah Jazz and their head coaching spot. This is a horrible situation for the Celtics. Danilo Gallinari's out. Robert Williams just got surgery. They're starting off the year in the opposite way they wanted to. And I don't know what could, what else could go wrong for them, except they still have more looming over their head. The reports that are coming out currently on Twitter are the Celtics will reevaluate a little later. If the suspension needs to be longer. That's from Mannix. That's from Woes, That's from Shams. It's so like, what does that even mean? The NBA has not done anything. It is an in-house decision. Exactly. Now that would that would create even more fire, and this clearly everyone agrees. Put this in the fire column. This is <laughs> fire a fire column a new, yeah. <laughs> a news story. Once again, we're recording this on Thursday, <laughs> September twenty second. You'll hear this pod way later than that. So <laughs> if anything else crazy has happened, or maybe it's cooled down, maybe we should ice it. We're sorry, but now you got what's in our hearts. The instant the news broke, which is very exciting. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I'm just going to leave that there. We've set it's fire. We've done our podcasting duty. Man, after this break, I'm not even going to spoil it. Just buckle up. It's going to be incredible. Listen to some tunes. We'll talk to you in a second. We are back another week, another new segment. This is a special for anytime we have a guest. It's called the Dimes 10-piece. It's a get-to-know-ya. you, rapid fire questions, rapid-fire answers. Evan, are you ready? I'm ready, and I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm ready for the 10-piece. <laughs> and I want some fries on the side. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that you said you're hungry because the first question is, <laughs> obviously these are all NBA-related, favorite arena food.
2: Okay. I thought it was just gonna be like, what's your favorite dish? (laughs) It was be like, what favorite arena food, NBA arena food has gotta be Memphis had the Grizzlies have these tater tots. They're like, you can get them cheesy tots. I don't know if they still have those. Slept on. Because when you're when you show up to the game a little too gone, cheesy tots will get you right back where you need to be. All right. Cheesy thoughts, baby. <laughs> All
0: right. Cheesy thoughts. Number two. Best NBA meme. Oh god. That's so hard. Okay. <laughs> the first one that
2: came to my head is the Dwayne Wade lob to LeBron James. It's not even oh. a great meme in the sense that there's so many good ones. LeBron <laughs> yelling at J.R. Smith also comes to mind. <laughs> but the like the sheer force with which LeBron's about <laughs> yeah. to dunk the ball, like it's just it's beautiful. It's not only meme worthy but a work of art agreed favorite player of all times it's lebron james right now it's trey young hawks fan what's up (laughs) yeah least favorite player oh uh what's his name from the bucks um Helmet. uh he like he dies no 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 no. like a backup backup uh he's australian um, oh, Pat Kodaten? No, he doesn't play. Grace I do he plays with him. No, he doesn't play with him anymore. Arr! He would like dive at people's knees. I swear. Oh, He'd, like, Matthew Delvadova. Delvadova. I hate Deli, bro. <laughs> that guy.
0: Sorry. That's that's, that's not a quick guy. response, but we got to the <laughs> point. Honestly, shout out Aunt Rome. There's not an NBA name she loves saying more than Delvadova. <laughs> Delvadova. <laughs> quite a name. Yeah. All right. What's your
2: go-to 2K team? it's the Hawks. I, I'm a hometowner, especially right now. They're so fun. Yeah. Um. But I was an absolute asshole with the Miami heat in the like 2016. you know, like the what? 2014, 2016.
0: Yeah. 2014 range. Yeah. LeBron James. Yeah. Who do you play like? Oh, that's
2: such a good question. <laughs> I think you just got back from poop. <laughs> I did. I just hooped today. <laughs> um. And I'm not going to look guys, you're going to think I'm lying. I got a Ray Allen comp. I did today. Of all days, I got the hair in the little bun. I look dead ass straight like Kelly Olynyk, and this man said I look—I was shooting like Ray Allen, which is just—he deserves every blessing, none to But sure. okay, well, I would not say Ray Allen. I would say I model it after LeBron. I loved—I love the pass. I love the shoot. I'm nowhere near that athletic, but that's who I—that's who I watch every game of. That's yeah. who I want to be period, point blank. So that's why I model it after. I'm really more like a Greg Odom injured all the time, terrible <laughs> knees, but but that's okay. On my best day, we're going for LeBron.
0: Favorite shot ever? Uh, tequila, a little bit of lime.
2: I think that's, <laughs> that's the go-to for sure. Good answer, good answer. Good answer. <laughs> uh, favorite shot ever is the AI knock it down in your face, step over. Oh, what's Lu? his name? Hey, Tyler, yeah. that's right. That's yeah. just, you can't, I watch that on loop. That thing yeah. gets you fired up.
0: It's extremely dirty and I love it. Mm-hmm. This one, the eighth question each time, it's a little crazy and it's guest specific. It's crazy eight. So this one is only for you. Hawks over under 45 and a half wins. Oh, 45 and a half, 82 <laughs> game season, 41 yeah. game over. Oh, oh.
2: and confidently i would say <laughs> i would say 51 season incoming boys i'm just gonna i'm just gonna lock and load you right now but we're gonna save okay. that i'm gonna save it i'm gonna save my reading.
0: nick that's the lock put in the lock box oh <laughs> honestly lock box that's a segment all right <laughs> save, save <that laughs> enough. Nick. keep that in the pod number nine best team ever oh wow
2: that i, I mean it's got to be 95 96 Chicago Bulls based on based on the numbers but I will say that the 2016 2017 Golden State Warriors yeah I don't know like the way that they played you would just watch them and and think to yourself how could anybody ever hope to beat them like who could ever hope to do that especially like four times out of seven like no give me a break
0: everyone hoped and nobody did (laughs) recency bias recency bias is at play there but who is, I think I'm gonna know your answer to this based on some previous ones, but who's the goat?
2: Look, I wish it I wish it was LeBron James. Oh. I think it's still Michael Jordan. Okay. I think it is, but he's not done yet. He's not done yet. Thank you. And <laughs> I think this is me trying to counter my recency bias by
0: respecting Michael the past.
2: he's Michael yeah. freaking Jordan. Yeah. You know? so. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. We never saw him, not really, on his prime, but we've all seen the history of it, right?
2: What if I just said Steph Curry? Well,
0: <laughs> he, he
2: ain't done yet either. He's out <laughs> yeah. back, absolutely.
0: Dream right, on. That, that's right. the times right. 10 <laughs> piece. I, I feel like we know Evan a little better. You've alluded to your Hawks fandom, JR. You want to get into some cool questioning for Evan? Do a little of our first fan service interview? Where we lock into a fan base, lock into a fan, see how they feel.
1: Yeah, let's start. Let's start with a big one, a thing that could change the Hawks season. What do you think about Dejounte joining the
2: squad? Yeah, I mean, you got to start there, right? Like, I mean, in a word, ecstatic. I oh. mean, it was it was rumored, and Trey Young flirted with it on Twitter. Dejounte maybe flirted with it on Twitter. And I was hopeful, but not optimistic. Look, I'm an Atlanta sports fan. I keep my expectations as low as I can physically (laughs) get them. So (laughs) the idea that a player would come to the Hawks is anathema to me. But when it happened, there's a lot of talk. I mean, bottom line, and, and I think this is the case for every new pairing. There's a lot of new pairings in the NBA this year. There's a lot of players who are coming out of injury. A lot there's a lot of uncertainty on every team basically right now basically yeah and I think the bottom line is we're not going to know until we see it I'm extremely optimistic I think that their play styles work well together I think Trey is going to have a learning curve let me say that right now mm. to playing off the ball but I think he can do it. so the question is how quickly can they get their chemistry down how quickly can they figure it out what's the ceiling of their chemistry you see players get together all the time and it just doesn't quite work out for one reason or another. And you never really know why yeah. it's that chemistry piece. Who, who knows? I think they're friends. They like each other. Their play styles seem to be, could be complementary. I'm very optimistic. I think that it could be lightning and thunder on the oh Hawks. So. <laughs> Here's the deal. That's a pretty killer nickname. <laughs> that's, actually, <laughs> that's actually pretty good. Completely poached um, from the 2017 Atlanta Hawks. Jeff Teague and Dennis Schroeder were lightning and thunder. Well, well okay. but we're going to upgrade it a little
1: bit. I would say this is an upgrade. <laughs> a little I,
2: bit.
0: You know, I didn't know how I would feel. I thought I'd be fine, like with you talking to Jante. I figured it would happen. God, <laughs> I got fired up. I was like, oh, <laughs> Jerry, I got so possessive. I was like, what is happening right now? I got really emotional there. I was very emotional. I lost my train of thought, Jared. Do you have another question. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who is your
2: favorite hawk that's not Trey right now? Another fantastic question, and I'm going to go a little deep in the bag here and talk about Onyeka Okongwu, nice. who's the backup oh. center for the Hawks. Six foot ten, out of USC, and is I think like. You look at Evan Mobley and his ceiling. Oh, I think Onyeko Okongwu has the same potential. I don't think he's wow. I don't think he's there. Dropping dives. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I think he he the, the defensive flashes are now look, he's the backup center. He doesn't get he played 20 minutes a game last year, but he made the most of them. I mean he's averaging almost a block and a half in 20 minutes. And he's he's watching Clint Capella run the paint. I think he's more versatile than Clint Capella. So I love watching him play. He's a defensive anchor on the second unit. There's a lot to learn there, but he's one of my favorites because I think there's a lot to like there. A lot of ceiling. Um, Will he ever get there? Who knows? But the potential is fun to play with. So...
0: I love that answer because I really wanted him back in that DeJounte trade. I think Jarrett and I wanted, I was like, yeah. can we get one actual player that we're not going to yeah. cut immediately? Right. I mean, I obviously the Hawks didn't want to do that. Do you think that they should trade either Collins or Capella for some other wing in order to create space for Okongu in the starting lineup? Or do you like where he is now still growing?
2: Oh, great question. I, <laughs> and i'm torn on that every day i think it's going to be truly i think that the front office doesn't know yet either they're going to wait and see how the year plays out how's how's clint playing If he's playing well and is a defensive anchor, we're going to hold on to him and hope to make a playoff run with him. But I would not be surprised to see us cut him loose for some assets down the road. The Hawks have been playing this game where we're trying to consolidate as we go. We have a lot of assets. We traded Cam Radish at the beginning of the year for a first rounder. We traded Kevin Herter once we got DeJounte for a first rounder. I mean, we know we can't pay everyone and we want to get playing time for the guys that we, we want to have minutes on the court. So I could see it going either way. I'd like to hold on to Clint for as long as possible. I think he has now I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up someone who's been very polarizing on this podcast and that's Rudy Gobert but Quinn is in that Rudy Gobert air where he's like the man is embarrassing on offense sometimes yeah I mean can you make a hook shot like what do you do in the gym all day do you just like smack the backboard a hundred times and call it a day what are you doing like (laughs) <laughs> ha! but but defensive but it, it comes back around because defensively he's so solid and it's the same with gobert to a, to a greater degree i mean sure yeah, yeah it's it's easy to dislike him sometimes because he's so <laughs> he's so bad offensively, but the defense makes up for it and i think that's i think you know the hawks know that they gotta have a guy behind trey that can that can block some shots so i'd like for us to hold on to him if we move him for some good assets i'm not going to be mad because we have we have his his heir apparent locked down, so
0: for a good amount of time.
2: 21, kids 21. Like damn.
0: Yeah. Let's we'll say the team's locked in. This is the team that's going into the playoffs, going into the season, this squad. Realistically, as realistic as a true fan can be, <laughs> what's like the ceiling of this team and the floor? Like best case scenario, they click immediately, or worst case scenario, like Trey is regretting the, the DeJounte trade from day one. Ugh. It's so tough. I mean, I'm going to try not to be biased
2: here. I think that the Eastern Conference there's a lot of potential there. There's superstars in the Eastern Conference and we don't know it's the Cavs. We don't know what's going to happen with the Celtics, obviously as we touched on. Yeah, the Bucks. The Bucks, if Chris Middleton is healthy, are the Bucks an NBA Finals favorite probably? I mean, yeah, probably. So, yeah. it's a stacked conference. I'd say the ceiling is a top top Four seed is the ceiling.
0: Third seed is the ceiling, I would say. So, who you're competing with really is the Bucks, as like, that's a lock. They're going to be at the top, right? Right. Then you would say Celtics was a lock until about 24 hours ago when this, you know, (laughs) Doko knows news started coming out. So, Celtics, Nets, I mean, I would really only say one team I would bet my life would be a top four seed, and that's the Bucks. So, I think there's a lot of room at the top for. A little hawk to wiggle in there. Let's say let's say
2: top two. I'm going to say two seed is the ceiling. Look, we're (laughs) talking ceilings here, okay? Boys, like I'm just going to be frank. That is, the we're hitting our heads on the roof right now. Now, I'm going to also be honest with you. I think the floors could be pretty low. I mean, I'm going to say the plan. I'm going to say, I mean, I think we make the plan, but I would say nine seed is the floor. Ten seed, eight nine seed is the floor, and I'm going to say that because there's we need some things to click in order for this season to work and there's no guarantee that that's going to happen and injuries occur so you know all sorts of stuff happens and you just so the floor is pretty low i'm i would say that if i was going to be accurate try and nail it i'm going to say the hawks are going to be the five seed.
0: okay boom five seed for the hawks seems like they're like they got a resort there in the five seat. They just come by every few years. Just that's check right. it out. <laughs> we love that place.
1: <laughs> yeah. If the, if the Hawks don't make the play in, that's a good floor because this team has really high expectations after making the conference finals, let's just call last year a wash. I don't know what happened. Maybe you can shed some light on that at a later time, but like the expectations are pretty high this year.
2: Yeah, I think so. I'll just get into my Hawks pitch. All right. Let me, listeners, this is, this is, these are my feelings on the Hawks. Okay. This is how, this is the nitty gritty. Okay. There's two key things I think here. Okay. Last year. So Hawks lore. Okay. Nate McMillan is our head coach. All right. He's our head coach because, and I'm going to forget his name, but our previous head coach fell out with the players and Nate McMillan was the head assistant Mm -hmm. coach. He took over the players loved him. We made a key switch at head coach. We went on a run. We had a player friendly head coach that people, the, mm-hmm. the team loved and things clicked. It worked. We got to the evers finals. Great. However, Nate McMillan is not your X's and O's guy. He's not your Eric Spolcher. He's not going to chop it up, figure out the right offensive plays, inbounding plays, Hawks bottom percentile in terms of scoring on inbound plays last year mm. he's not an x as a no guy he's not a, he's not a g popovich type situation and i love like him, him. <laughs> <laughs> i love him as a person but i think that there might be a change needed there and this might be the year oh if we're if things aren't happening early in the season i would not be surprised to see a change at the front for the hawks so that's okay. one thing that i'm going to say right now and i think that's last year why we sputtered out. I mean, if you watched Hawks games, we looked lethargic offensively. No movement. Plays weren't being drawn up for John Collins, who's could be an all-star if we would reach his ceiling. We're running pick and roll, pick and roll, double pick and roll, triple pick and roll, pick and roll, pick and roll, <laughs> double pick, pick, roll, roll. Like, can we get some variety here? And teams were doubling Trey Young, and it was working. So that's one thing. I mean, I think the the coaching, that's that's one aspect to keep an eye on. The second thing is it's a player. Okay. The Hawks will go aside from the coaching. The Hawks will go as far as Deandre Hunter. will take them this year. Oh, love that. Yeah. Deandre Hunter, University of Virginia national championship winner. The guy came into the league with, and I'm going to say, this is another tough, tough dimes, dimes name, but he came in with Kawhi Leonard, Oh, comparisons, <laughs> big hands, defensive <laughs> stopper. I'm not even going to stop to let you make a comment about go. Well, I'm not even going to stop. Okay. I'm not even going to stop. But if he takes the next step, the Hawks four seed. Okay. If he doesn't take the next step and we're wasting money on him, we traded other guys that were having his minutes. Then the Hawks are going to falter. I mean, we traded a lot of shooting out. He needs to take that next step and catch and shoot percentile. He needs to be able to like obviously having DeJounte helps Trey, but I mean, you gotta have two primary defenders. Like, let's take Kawhi and Paul George on the Clippers. If you have, if you're playing the Clippers, you have to have two players that can stop two players. You can't have Trey guarding Paul George. It is not gonna work. So DeAndre Hunter has to take that next step defensively. There's a little confidence there that I think he needs. And that's the guy to keep an eye on if you're if you're trying to take a temperature of the Hawks. How's DeAndre Hunter playing? He's going to be the glue or he's going to be their downfall. And we're going to figure it out. If Is he worth another contract? This is nearly a contract year for him. So I think he has one more after this. He's still in his rookie contract, but I think he has the team option after this year. Could rework it. Just a big year for him. Big year for the Hawks through him. So that's my pitch on the Hawks. Thank you. Amen. DeAndre Hunter,
0: <laughs> if you're listening, DeAndre, I hope you have a great year. <laughs> I think he is. For the record? I think he is. shout out Lloyd Pierce. Uh, Lloyd he was Pierce thank coach you. before Nate McMillan and in between Mike Bunholzer. He had a 34% win percentage Ooh. for the Atlanta Hawks in those three years. Oh. Uh, so yeah, three Nate McMillan. Yeah, three yeah. years. 2018 to 2021. Oh Lloyd. Um, wow. Yeah, I think we got a nice little hawks conversation there. Maybe we'll keep talking about them. But I want to know what you think about the NBA season upcoming. Like, what's just like, do you have a championship pick? You feel really confident. You alluded to a lot of teams being up in the air still, which I totally agree with. But is there anything you're ready to stick your flag in already?
2: Well, to to be cute about it, no. I don't. Oh, that was cute. Now, now (laughs) I'm going to kind of stick my flag in some things, but I'm going to say off the bat, like, I don't really feel that strong about these. Okay. But I think that the Clippers are a really interesting team this year. They're getting guys back. One of my favorite last, the last pod. Well, I guess there'll be another one between this one that hasn't been released yet, but the last pod that I listened to was y'all talked about your favorite, the game you're looking to That's your favorite return game.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: You both took it in different ways. My favorite player who's going to return this season, not in a game, but in a season is John Wall. The guy that got me into basketball, period, point blank, at the University of Kentucky. I free John Wall and the man is free. And I cannot wait to see him (sighs) dribble basketball. That's not to say that he's going to unlock the Clippers, but like the Clippers are a team I don't think a lot of people are talking about, but they have some studs on that team. They're going to be deep. I think that there's like the bucks are terrifying this year i think if chris middleton can stay healthy like that's the team to beat low-key um i I, the war like the problem is the warriors like they exist yeah and they're gonna get james wiseman back which is complete and utter bullshit if you ask me that (laughs) he just didn't play last year and they won the ship like that's like the atlanta braves winning the world series without ronald acuna well it's not it's not really the same, but God, I was about alludes to, say that. to it, alludes to it. <laughs> Had to it, slip that to in there. Had <laughs> to slip that in there, go Bryce. Shout out the home team. Um, I think there's a lot of stuff up in the air. I think that Golden States should be the favorite. I think they're going to win a lot of games this year. Um, but I also really like what the Cavs are looking like on paper. And I'm not going to say, I don't think we're one of Donovan Mitchell they're going to win a ship, but I think they're going to win a ton of games, push the bucks, Um I'm low on the Celtics, y'all. I am. And it's not just the Ime Odoka stuff. Like I'm low on them. They they were uninspiring in the finals to say the least. Oh. So, that's something slim.
1: At. The good good point about the Clippers. Uh we've actually been pretty high on them on this pod for a while. We think they have like one seed potential pretty strong. They just have so deep.
2: all the wings. Yeah. So deep. All the wings, yeah. Which is what you need. I mean, that's that's what That's the winning recipe. That's what Golden State showed us is wings, 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 wings. Bone in.
0: (laughs) I like that also. I'm just going to do this publicly on the pod. College basketball correspondent possibly for Evan has mentioned three (laughs) collegiate guys referencing back to their college. I'm like, God, we got a guy for college. Do, do Do you love, do you watch college a lot? I much
2: like, um, Every sport that I watch, I consume my team. So I watched Kentucky basketball. I watch a lot of it. I'm not I I watch March Madness. I'm not like a big like, oh, let me watch this uh, USC like uh, UCLA game, even though like it might be a good matchup. I'm just I might not put it on in a lot of ways and I think college football, a lot of people watch college football for how it's going to translate to the NFL. I feel like a lot of times that's how I watch college basketball is like, okay, they have a stud, they have a potential lottery pick. Like that's a game I'm, I might tune into, but I watch, I watch Kentucky basketball, big Kentucky basketball guy. And honestly, that gets you a lot of ways. They're going to play a marquee matchup at the beginning of the year. They're going to play a bunch of sec teams that have guys that are going to get drafted. So I do like dabble in, in that realm but it's not like a oh man it's a it's a tuesday night let me watch whatever college basketball game is on you know so but kentucky man locked in locked in you got 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 a lot of kentucky guys to watch in the league (laughs) i know it's it's a dream come true and it's honestly partially how i got into the nba was like john wall and demarcus cousins give me a break like how are you not gonna watch that team play they were so fun to watch and then they go to the nba like of course i'm gonna watch You know, the Sacramento Kings and the Washington Wizards. (laughs) Poor guys, man. Poor guys. Yeah. They made it out. They made it out.
0: So, Evan, you just kind of alluded to it. You know, we have this upcoming segment. It's looming audience. But when did you start watching the NBA? Or even better, what was like your first NBA memory?
2: Oh, first NBA memory. Let me sit on that. But I do remember. So 2012, John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins watched every game they won the national championship It's the last y'all my his uh, my memory is terrible they may they did a good job okay and <laughs> i watched they might as well have won i because i Next, actually I, it I, I, don't, I don't think they did i think anthony davis is the last the anthony oh. davis team in 2014 but anyways regardless that team 2012 2013 is when i started to get into the nba and it worked because that 2013 team was like the beginning of the Jeff Teague, Al Horford, uh, Paul Millsap, uh, the end of Joe Johnson, that kind of, that kind of era. Um, So they didn't do anything in the playoffs, but they won a lot of regular season games. And also that was 2012. So I graduated high school in 2013 and I was playing a lot of basketball at the time too. So it was, it was kind of a natural step into watching the NBA, Um, obviously biased because my last 10 years. So that's like, you know, Those are my, that's why LeBron James, like talk about LeBron a lot. That's the guy to watch. That was the, you know, got to watch this guy while he's still
0: going. And luckily we still got him. So, so graduated in 2013, started watching basketball right around then seems like we're all around the same age. And that is going to be very important right after this break. Listeners, you've been clamoring for it, and we have answered your clamors. We have put out our list of the top 25 players only from the last 25 years. We saw the NBA release the 75 best players since the beginning of the NBA. And it's just, I have no opinion about Elgin Baylor or Bob Cousy. I never saw them play. I want to see guys that I've seen play and hear my opinions on them because we know that looking at the stats years from now, Dwight Howard is going to look incredible, but we also all know that he hasn't done anything for like six years, right? So this is our dimes 25. We're going to go backward 25 to one, the best 25 players in the last 25 years, Jared and I have made and created and pushed and pulled this list together. This is Evan's first time seeing it. We couldn't think of anybody better to unveil this list to. Uh, First man out, just so everyone's not thinking, oh, maybe he's two or three, Anthony Davis. He's not on the list, all right? (laughs) Honorable mention, first up. First of all, perfect spot. Brilliant. JR, (laughs) let him fly.
1: So we're going to do the 25 through 21. We got 25, Nikola Jokic, 24, Carmelo Anthony 23 Draymond Green 22 shout out Ray Allen and 21 Tracy McGrady (gasps) starting off at the
2: very bottom of our list a two times to be back to back and for his third (laughs) okay so so how do you evaluate awards versus championships because Ray Allen championship winner Jokic individual wrecking ball How was, how do you, how do you weigh this?
1: We've gone back and forth many, many, many times. (laughs) How, How, what, so what are you thinking? Are you thinking that Ray Allen over Jokic is crazy based on
2: that? I, by name recognition by how legendary of a player they are. And I don't know what the hell that means, but Ray Allen should be higher than Jokic. I agree. Okay. But it just, to your point, Starting off with a back-to-back MVP winner, it's like I it's just and, and he's still playing for one thing. And also Draymond Green. Hey, he's a four-time champ.
1: And we said it on one of our last pods might not be out yet, but he might just be the best defensive player of all time. I know Rodman's still out there, but like he's been amazing.
2: You don't you don't want to talk about Rudy Gobert again? <laughs>
0: We don't want to talk about Rudy Gobert. (laughs) Where's Rudy Gobert on this list? (laughs) The balance is difficult because, especially with Jokic and the two-time MVP, I mean, that carries so much weight. But, I mean, he started his career as a second-round pick. He was a backup for Yusuf Nurkic. So, like, when you slice out the fact that there's been no real massive playoff success, I mean, yes, he got to the Western Conference Finals in the bubble. But like that was a basic kill job by the Lakers. Like he's just, hey, you're on the list. You're you have very few like impactful NBA years compared to everyone else on the list. Congratulations, Jokic. Welcome to the dimes 25. Uh, the rest of these guys, we have Tracy and Mello, who never did nothing never in terms of winning, but just stats all the way. And then Ray Allen and Dre, who were part of winning teams. Ray Allen, I'm always iffy on because I hate him probably more than any NBA player to ever live because of the shot. Um, and were Raymond you just Reed, so
2: scared that I would say that when you were like your favorite shot ever in the NBA? Were you just... Yes. yes.
0: yes. <laughs> well, you already brought him up just casually comparing you to him. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. I guess we're ready right cool, 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 <laughs> Cool, cool, cool. I'm going to kill this guy. <laughs> uh, so any problems so far?
2: No, I am I I like your explanations. I think it's accurate in terms of, be, you know, best. What does best mean? So many ways to interpret it. So you you have to weigh it in some way. And first of all, I like the Jokic's on the list. I think some people would have left them off for some reason. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm cool for now. Cool for now. Two MVP is hard to do. <laughs> Let's do the next
1: 520. We got Clay Thompson. 19, Manu Ginobili. (laughs) Don't you dare laugh. (laughs) 18, Paul Pierce.
2: 17, Russell Westbrook. 16, Dwight Howard. Okay, let me just say this. I think Manu's right where he needs to be. I dead-ass thought Manu's going to be in your top 10. (laughs) So I think 19, I think it's fair. I mean, obviously, hugely impactful guy. Weird comp, not in terms of playing style, but in the same way that, like, Draymond keeps the Golden State Warriors together. They couldn't be the big three. I mean, they're the Splash Brothers, but they can't be the big three without Dre kind of doing all the dirty work. Manu did a lot of the dirty work. I mean, and I think that those championships don't happen without him. So say it louder. I think 19, I think it's fitting. I will, I am going to ask you to pitch me Russell Westbrook at 17. In the way that it's too high or too low? (laughs) I think it's too high. I mean, in recency bias, I think is a thing. But 17, better than, I mean, Paul Pierce, the truth, like pitch it to me, pitch it to me.
0: Back in the Dimes archives, the old pod, the Hidden Away podcast, JR and I went back and forth about this. And I asked JR this question. I'm going to ask it to him again. Can you please explain the fear of God that we had in our eyes when Russell Westbrook was hitting mid-range twos in 2012 and 2013? Because in my mind, it was like all of a sudden, like Lava also got lightning shots that was coming out of it. It was completely unstoppable.
1: <laughs> yeah. I guess you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily think, like, you know he's great. He's an MVP, the triple-double in the modern era. But, like, going up against that guy, I've never seen athleticism like that. A lot of people like to throw Derrick Rose out there. Probably a pretty nice comp. But that guy, he his body was so big and strong. He wasn't skinny at all. He could dunk over anyone, grab any rebound over Timmy sometimes, dare I say. Like, he could just really get to wherever he wants. Now, to your point, recency bias. He's looking old. He's looking (laughs) stiff. But in his prime, that dude, there's nothing that dude couldn't do, except for shoot threes. (laughs) Never been able to do it.
0: When you go Westbrook and lower on the list, you got Paul Pierce, Manu, Clay Thompson, Tracy McGrady right below them. Like, there's not In my mind, a higher peak on the list. Like, if I could have a player in their apex, Jokic, probably yes, but he has so little playing time compared to him. Maybe Tracy McGrady, but then you also have Restbrook making it to the finals, having years of playoff success, faltering against the Spurs. Shout out 2014 Spurs. Like, they would have made it to the finals again if we didn't have the best team of the Spurs history. I'll just say that. I'll stop there. <laughs> <laughs> I could have gone further. So that's why I got to put Westbrook there. And none of these guys had graceful endings. Mm. I mean, Clay and Dre haven't, we haven't seen the ending yet. Same thing for Jokic, but Ray Allen, like couldn't play defense anymore. I was just trying to spot up. Like Tracy McGrady was riding the a Spurs bench. Paul Pierce went to five different teams in it was last yeah. like five years of playing. Yeah. And Manu, I love Manu and he blocked James Harden, but that was like the only time I saw him play defense the last three years of his career.
2: Yeah. I will say, I think Mello could be a a good contender for, for best finish of these, of these guys. I mean, he's, he can't play defense, right? but he's still stroking that mid range. Like, yeah, nobody's business. He's not, he's not trying to do too much, which you love to see late in a career. As mentioned before, Mello, Kind of hurts me that he's this
1: low on this list. Yeah. But he's one of the best scorers of all time. I think he's literally number seven right now. I said it on a pod. I looked it up before. I think he's seven, has a chance to go up to six, all time scoring. So that's that's some great stuff. Ridiculous.
0: If you are saying we need to drop Westbrook, I have no problem with that. I'll put Mono ahead of him in half one second.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I think that's my first, my first issue is Russ Westbrook at 17. Let's put me on the right. Okay. Got it. Record had. (laughs)
1: and it seems like we're good with Dwight at 16. Let's do the next five, shall we? 15, Tony Parker. 14, Kawhi Leonard. 13, Steve Nash. 12, James Harden. And 11, Allen Iverson.
2: Initial thoughts? (laughs) Love it. I think, you know, one of the things I wanted to bring up in this pod, actually, is that ESPN ranked their top 100 players for, this upcoming season mm-hmm. and put James Harden at number 11 and look, James Harden, his peak. I mean, nobody was scarier with the step back three. I mean, the man could pour in buckets and I get that, but so at 12 here, don't mind it. But the, another guy who's, I'm a little worried about how he's going to age. I think that he's not necessarily like fast, but that quick, the quick twitch, like step back, boom, he you with the crossover. Hit you with another step back. (laughs) I don't know if that's there anymore. So we'll see this upcoming year. Number 11, way too high for him in the 2022-2023 season. But number 12, I mean, the guy was was, and potentially still is one of the nastiest, nastiest three-point shooters in our day. Not to mention all the other things he can do. So, yeah, I like him as well.
0: Plug before you go on with your points, Jr. If you haven't listened to it, the Dimes Top Thirty Hour Ranking of the players of this upcoming season. Check out where we have James Harden. I'll give you a hint. He's lower than eleven.
2: I mean, look, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Y'all are some smart guys. Like, that's just <laughs> that's just Thanks. a fact. That's just a fact. I mean, gray minds think alike. So we're not One just putting more- James Harden <laughs> at number
1: eleven because. He's going to get mad at us. <laughs> we don't care what he thinks.
0: <laughs> I uh, I, I don't think he's going to get mad at us. That's right. <laughs> we had Tony Parker at 15, and I think, JR. we can agree on, on this. 14 and up kind of like hits another tier, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. Just in terms of like peak and like Sony was great, but he was never. I think he finished top five MVP like one time. Yeah. We're talking about Kawhi Leonard at the very next spot, 14, two-time finals MVP already. So there, there's
2: definitely a jump there. I'm going to say this very softly. I know who I'm in a room with. I Tony at 15 is too high. I'm just going to say it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I get it. I do think there's an argument for him at 15, so I'm not going to say it's ridiculous. But I do think, I, I think there's some bias there. I'm just going to say it, boys. I think there's some bias there. Four-time champion.
0: Four-time champion. <laughs> I'm not gonna say that. I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it. Here's all I'm gonna say. say. All I'm gonna say is finals MVP, Tony Parker is how he prefers to be addressed. <laughs> and the other thing is there's a lot of Spurs love on this pod. I think it's best we just let that just sit there I agree. appropriately. I agree. Yeah. I agree. We'll get we'll get it back later when you're not on the pod. <laughs> <We'll come back. laughs> fair, fair. But yeah, Kawhi, Steve Nash, Harden, Iverson. Uh I guess we have those three guards back-to-back-to-back. Kawhi, obviously, if he wins another championship, he's going to move up on the list. But Nash, Harden, Iverson, none of those guys are going to be the best player on a championship team. It's over, right? Are they in the right spot, Nash, Harden, and Iverson?
2: I think think Steve Nash is often the prey of some, because he won that MVP that is a little debatable. He won two, but... The I want to say it was the first the one, one was yeah, like barely snatched from Shaq. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I think it's a little touchy there. I'm, I'm not so, and I think again, this is a guy that can fuel a finals run. I mean, without a doubt. I mean, sure, yeah. And he's 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 got every tool in the book. He's got the three pointer. He can dish the rock. He plays aggressive, not necessarily the best, but he played st- solid defense better than Trey Young, um, better than <laughs> Steph Curry, like on ball defender. So I think he's. I think he's maybe I would push him to twelve, James to thirteen. But I mean, if we're talking about one spot here, it's that's the nitty gritty. I think AI eleven. We're gonna have to see the top ten to know how to know how much I like that. So okay, and I don't think it's I don't I like it off the bat. So a little
1: possibly too low for Allen Iverson. <laughs> possibly possibly. Let's check out the next five. We're into the top ten now, ladies and gentlemen. Ten, Chris Paul. Nine, Dwayne Wade. Eight, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Seven, Dirk Nowitzki. Six, Kevin Garnett. Those are some big names.
2: Big names. Big names. Who would you, of those 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, if you had to pick one guy to start a fine at his peak, if you had to pick one guy to start building a finals, a championship winning team around, who would you pick? Got us. I. Would have to agree. Giannis. It's got to be Giannis.
0: It has Pride. to be Giannis, right?
2: So and why is not he so, six
0: on our list, JR? <laughs> I think that's that's kind of... Uh, well,
2: a recency buy. We we're all aware that we watch Giannis Antetokounmpo. So yeah. to say that he's better than Dirk Nowitzki, who, I mean, at his peak, I mean, he was... I was not Single-handedly winning the NBA Finals is a, a little bit aggressive, but, like, Giannis is doing did the same that. thing. And he's... Exactly, right. So... That's the only thing I'd say there. I, I, Giannis is going to go down in, in the history as, and this is a guy just like LeBron James, where we need to watch his games more. I don't watch the Bucks enough, enough. This is a guy who's going to be a historically great NBA talent. And we don't appreciate him. We don't. No. And he, that's why he's already number eight. Admittedly, it's <laughs> still too low. <laughs> Potentially, but that's crazy. That's wild. How is he already number eight? And he's and he might be too Might be. I'm not saying he is because best is obviously subjective. But geez, what a guy! If
0: he if he gets one more ring, he gets he's gonna jump in my mind. Dirk, who has one, and Garnett, who has one. So if Giannis has yeah. two, plus two the MVPs, no matter how long his career goes, if he has the MVPs and the rings, he's got to be number six minimum. I do want to shout out Dwayne Wade. Every time I look at the list, I'm surprised how high he is. But then I look at his stats and he had just an incredible basketball career pre-LeBron James. Like he won the finals in 2006 as the best player on a team yeah. in his like third year in the NBA. I I think
2: he's might. I'm based on who's top five, he's probably the top shooting guard on this list. No, that's not true. Kobe's going to be on this list. Um, You don't know who's going to be on this list. (laughs) But I think, well, I don't know who's going to be on this list, but like if we're talking about, if we're having a conversation about shooting guards and Kobe Bryant. Yeah, no. And Dwayne Wade also needs to be in that conversation for, I mean, Clay, pure shooter, great defensive guy, but like Manu. Manu, fantastic, obviously. But I think... Yeah, we're talking about best shooting guards of all time. Like, Joanne Wade is in for sure in that conversation. So, yeah, I agree. It's shocking how high he is, but I think it's valid. Here we go one at a time. Top five, JR. Let's do it. Number
1: five, Kevin Durant. KD. Love the, it. The Slim
2: Reaper. <laughs> Slim Reaper. I, his Twitter bio goaded. I mean, I'm me, I do me, and I chill. <laughs> he's an NBA, he's the greatest scorer of all time. Why is that your Twitter file?
1: <laughs> go to go to Yeah, he might be like the best pure offensive player of all time. That's high praise.
2: Maybe, maybe. Number four, Steph Curry. Honestly, could see him higher. So, but all time all great. Right. All-time <laughs> But you best? like Curry above Durant? I do. I do. I think so. I think. Steph Curry is winning and has won. And obviously the system is the head coach the like, you know, all, all that is at play, but Kevin Durant used Steph Curry to get a ring. Steph Curry didn't use Kevin Durant to get a ring. Amen. I'm just going to say that. I'm just <laughs> going to leave it at that. Used good. is a strong, used is not the term <laughs> I actually want to go on the books saying, though it's in, on the books, but I'm going to take it. I'm going to leave it on the books, but I'm going to use the word Steph Curry helped Kevin Durant get a ring. I don't think Steph. Steph has proved he doesn't need Kevin Durant to win a ring. True. He's done it time and time again. So. Yeah, yeah. Good times. Yeah, I think this Steph jumping KD
1: happened after this recent finals. Pretty undeniable now at this point. Yeah, it's a lock. You know what else is a lock? <laughs> yes. Number 3. Yeah. Kobe
2: Bryant. Yeah. I mean, RIP. I we miss him every day. NBA family. Like what a guy, what a player. I mean, I'm getting, I'm tearing up, y'all. Like, wow. this is, this is a top three guy. Is he the only one on this list that's not with us anymore? I mean, he's, we miss him all the time. All Red. legendary, like for the culture, for uh, just scoring prowess, like for mama mentality. Like, yeah. I mean, now I know who two and one are. I don't know the order, but, but that's where he should be. Number three is perfect.
1: Okay. Okay. We agree. Number two, Timmy Duncan.
2: I, I don't have anything to say, all I mean, I, you could argue he's, uh, I, I think he, in an unbiased world, I wouldn't put him in two. I'd put him maybe a little behind that. But there's an, there is an argument for two, undeniably. Like, the rings speak for themselves. So I don't, I, I mean, we can nitpick maybe a couple spots, but, like, I get it.
1: Yeah, Carter, when we looked at this matchup, the Tim Duck and Kobe Ryan matchup, it is insane how similar like their winning and their awards are. Like they have incredibly similar resumes.
0: Both with five championships. Kobe has more trips to the finals, but same amount of wins. We came up with some system for like points based on like awards they received, and they are right there in like we can you know how many times they made all nba how many times they made all defense mvp every war, championships and they're still so close just a tiny teeny edge to the end of tim duncan's career is i think what sways me and obviously a massive san antonio bias also sways me
2: <laughs> right totally and, and-, and i think Let me, let me say something like, don't fall in love with me here. Okay. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm going to speak for Timmy here and I'm in a relationship, but I think like for charisma, I think Tim doesn't get some of the respect that he deserves. Like you look at Tim Duncan versus Kobe Bryant, like, is there a more charismatic human being that's walked the planet than Kobe Bryant? I'm not sure that there is like a guy, like he's, he's just. He's confident. He's, he's like, he speaks for himself. He's loud. Like Tim's the quiet guy. And I think that sometimes that in terms of like reputation after a guy's finished Mm -hmm. playing, like you can, you, you you might get knocked a little bit for that just in terms of who's present at the front of your mind. So I think, yeah, I'm the number, I'm actually surprised the numbers are that close, but yeah, I I think well-deserved who's number one. I wonder. to no one's surprise. LeBron James.
0: Let's go. <laughs> it's gotta be. No matter how how hard I wanted it to not be LeBron, and wanted it to be Tim Duncan. It absolutely, without a doubt, has to be LeBron. No question about it. If he could be higher than one, he would be higher than one. He is the absolute LeBron James is good. You hear it here first in the dime spot.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'll say from from a personal perspective, I went to so I got this shirt, the shirt that I'm wearing today, an Atlanta Hawks playoff. Uh, Free t-shirt. Uh, this is the game. This is 2016. LeBron James on the Cavs. He dog walked the Atlanta Hawks. This is an Atlanta Hawks team where the entire starting lineup was the player of the month in February. It's the first time that's ever happened. The entire team, the entire starting lineup was the player of the month. We all we went undefeated in the month of February. LeBron oh, James beat us in four games. And I went to game three where he treated us like uh, rubbish on the side of, on the side of the street. So, and he led the entire team in every single category. He's, he's, I mean, if he's not the goat, he's, he's, he's one, he's one A and one B. So yeah. yeah. We, yeah, uh, we
1: as Spurs fans have a long, long history as many teams do, but <laughs> we first met at the 2007 finals yeah, Winning um, record, what's up? <laughs> uh, he was a young kid then. He was still incredible. I mean, he single-handedly took that team to the finals. He just wasn't ready for the whole system that the San Antonio Spurs were at that time. Who was? Um, no one? No one was, clearly. <laughs> right, yeah. Proves in the pudding. And then we met him again 2013. <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and then again the next year, 2014, a much better year. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> So just, he's been in our lives for so long and he was like leading the league in assists last year and scoring almost like he still has so much in the tank. It's insane.
0: I hope on he, the, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you say your thing. Cause my thing was going to be kind of like a low bow. So oh, put bet. the last thing in the box and yeah. we'll wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. One more thing for the box. I think
2: I just hope his career ends on a high note. Yeah. I mean, we talk about how some of these guys ended their career or are or trending in that direction like he's a guy that wants to play until brawny joins the league you got to respect it but like i just hope we don't see the wheels fall off i don't want to see him embarrassing himself if he has to do the udonis Hasm, like sit on the end of the bench and be the hype man like sure great but i don't want to see him out there like like looking old on the fast break you know that would just break my heart and it's uh, at the end of the day it's up to him but um i want to see i think he'll continue to be a contributor he's yeah. got a three ball now like I think he'll continue to be a contributor for some years, but I just don't like, I don't want to see him get Chet Holmgren the way that he, oh. Ron James, Chet Holmgren, if that makes oh. sense. Okay. So like, I, like nothing <laughs>
0: embarrassing. I just, he's, he's, he's the man. So I, I want to see him go out on it with a bang. Thank you, Evan, for being the first human to look at this list. Listeners. If you want to see the list, check it out on our Twitter page at DimespotLS, dimespot at gmail.com. If you have any critiques, maybe this guy should be higher, maybe this guy should be lower. You upset? Chauncey Billups isn't on the list. Where's Anthony Davis? How is Luka Doncic not on the list? You Dallas Mavs fans might say, let us know. We will be back after this with some buzzer beaters. are back with our final segment. It was fresh last week, still fresh. It's Buzzer Beater, where we chuck up our great takes. No debate. We're chucking it up. We're turning around. We're putting the three, swish, game winner. Evan, the final shot is yours. Three, two. Okay, look,
2: <laughs> there's a lot of, we have no clue what's going to happen this year with the New Orleans Pelicans. One of the teams I'm most excited about, period point blank. Can't wait to watch him play. Tons of guys I want to see put the ball in the hoop. But the hot take here is that Zion Williamson is going to finish this year and have MVP votes. He's going to be in the MVP. I don't know if he's going to be in the conversation because I think it's going to be dominated by Embiid, Jokic, Antetokounmpo. But I think he's getting votes. Is it a fifth place, fourth place, third place? Maybe. But I think he's getting votes because I believe – in his health, call me an idiot. Probably the case, <laughs> but I think if he comes back and he's healthy, and this team is competitive, which I think that they're going to be, especially with him, I I see it happening. I mean, I think he has every tool in the book. He just needs to be healthy and be out there with this team, who has even without him a ton of tools. So, New Orleans Pelicans high on them. Zion Williamson in the MVP conversation before game one. That's right. I'm starting the MVP conversation for Zion Williamson. You heard it here <laughs>
0: first. The ball gets rolling. I think that's a swish.
2: Yeah. It that's, be a,
0: hey, let's go. And may not will be a game winner. Maybe like that one they chuck up at halftime. It's oh, I actually went in. <laughs> but I like it. I like the energy. And you know what? When Zion plays, he's there. He's at that level.
1: Yeah. Tune uh, into our episode last week, our best bets episode. He came up in most improved player. And we mm. thought that was crazy. Because when he was playing, he was playing, could have been an MVP conversation if he played a little bit more. So I'm liking this take.
0: Any other buzzer beaters for us, Evan?
2: Um, big Grizzlies guy here is my second team. Uh lived in Memphis for a long time. Shout out the grizz Shout out to Memphis. Um, I think that I'm I hesitate. I'm there, I don't think the Grizzlies are gonna have a better record than they had last year. That would be, I think, too steamy of a take. But they're going to be within five wins of that win total of last year. They're going to be in the playoff. I mean, they were, correct me if I'm wrong, the two seed last year. Bingo. That's, that's, I don't think that's going to get replicated, but they're, I think they're going to be a top four seed. And I think the big reason is that, and a lot of people are saying they're, they overpaid for their backup point guard. They re signed Tyus Jones to a pretty lucrative deal. And I get it, like a backup point guard, but. If you're gonna pay anyone, it's gonna be the backup for Ja freaking Morant to be around because Ja's gonna give it his all every night. Very likely to get in there on any given dunk, you know, highlight reel dunk. But I think A, I think you know, you all talked about in the last spot. I think he adds a bit more of a three pointer. He has he can shoot the three, but it's not consistent at all right now. I think he adds some consistency there. They added some really young guys, some rookies that I'm I'm keen on. Um, and I don't think there were any big enough. They lost Kyle Anderson. They lost, we went to the center. DeAndre, DeAndre Melton. Thank you. DeAnthony DeAndre Melton. Um, <laughs> that's a loss for their backup unit, but I don't think, I mean, they had one of the bat, best backup units in the league. They could stand to take a loss there. So I think that they're going to be a top four team in the West again and tune into every game because John Morant is, I mean, you're going to see the highlights on Twitter anyway. So you might as well just watch the damn game because. <laughs> Another guy who we don't appreciate enough right now. He's gonna put you on a poster. Also, True. I'm calling it right now. Donovan Mitchell puts Rudy Gobert on a poster this year. Period, point blank. I, it, it, Let's it doesn't even. He's not even gonna care if he wins the game. He's gonna yeah. do that <laughs> if his life depends on it. That's a game
0: winner. That is the buzzer. Evan, what a pleasure having you <laughs> on the pod is incredible. Thank you so much. I hope you return again, maybe for some Kentucky basketball preseason hype. Uh, But definitely for if the Hawks get off to a hot start, a cold start, a medium start, we got to have you on again. Thanks so much. JR, any closing words?
1: I want to also thank Evan Tucker, my good friend for being on this episode, enlightening us with all his Hawks and Grizzlies. Uh, I think we all have new perspective on the Pelicans. Uh,
0: Getting fired up a couple more weeks until the season begins. Very excited. Listeners. If you enjoyed this pod as much as I did, be sure to rate and review on Spotify and iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Come on, let's bump those ratings. I mean, they're not low, but could they even go higher? Sure, they could, yeah. <laughs> we don't, just Keep raising them, why not? Make them a five-star, hit us with that fiber. Thank you both, uh, and Evan. This was fantastic. And listeners, be on the lookout for more episodes of Dimes. Talk to you later. Bye.
2: If the hawks are bad, I'm not coming on. So